It's time for Black and White, a show that wants to bring all of us together talking again. It's time to hear from people who only want to deal with facts. It's time for you to re-engage in America. It's time for Dan and Daryl. Welcome back. And joining us today is Dr. Naomi. Is that, did I pronounce that right? Naomi? Naomi, yes. Naomi Wolf. And she has published a book called The Bodies of Others, dealing with... Uh, COVID-19 and the war against the human, or I would say human race. Doctor, welcome to Black Thank and White. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Mr. Perkins. Uh, it's just Dan, Mr. Perkins. Is, Call me Naomi. I'm I'm 76 years old. I'm tired of being, I just, Dan is good enough for me. So <laughs> tell us about, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, sure. I'm, gosh, I'm a mother and stepmother, uh, wife of a veteran, um, I've written eight best-selling works of nonfiction. Uh, I advised a president and a vice president in the um, Clinton and Gore years. Um, and I guess I've been most, you know, closest to my heart is I've been working to protect the constitution for 12 years. I wrote a book in 2008 called The End of America, um, which warned that we could lose our democracy here in the United States. and. I kept up that warning. It's a transpartisan warning in the Bush years, in the Obama years, and, and now in the Biden era. And I guess my latest book is kind of a sequel to The End of America because The Bodies of Others argues that, you know, since 2020, since the pandemic began, uh, a number of bad actors have loosely united to exploit it to strip us of our freedoms, to target, you know, our families, our kids, and really to target the human race itself. I, I, I not only I agree with you, I say, I'd say the, the principal lead bad actor is the president, Mr. Joe Biden, because we don't we don't really know what, if anything, is in his brain and what he's thinking, because he's, he's acting so differently than what his previous 49 years would have indicated. This is what he was going to do. So what what possessed you to write this this amazing book? Thank you. Well, fear, really. I mean, I guess just before I answer that, I would say that I, I hear you about President Biden. And I do think that the Biden administration is a captured administration. Um, I believe the Chinese Communist Party has basically is holding hostage our administration. Um, and the, the reasons are obvious when you look at the money flows between Hunter Biden and key members of the intelligence community of the Chinese Communist Party. Uh, and, and that alone kind of explains how the last two years have been really an attack on our country. I mean, we're under, we're under attack. I say these days that the coup has already taken place. Um, but having said that, I don't think Biden is as powerful as some, some people he, he, he works for and answers to. I think the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation is more powerful right now than the Biden administration, the World Health Organization and the World Economic Forum, who are also bad actors behind these COVID lockdowns and policies are more powerful. And Google and, and Facebook and Twitter, uh, the social media companies, Amazon, they're more powerful than President Biden ultimately. So it's, a, it's an assortment of bad actors. He's certainly one of them. But if you look at Canada or Britain or Australia, you know, those leaders are doing the exact same 
reading from the same script. It's a meta-national script of lockdowns and forced injections and masking children and uh, social distancing and crushing businesses. And these those leaders are from the left and the right. So, you know, it would be nice to say, oh, it's one president's fault. But unfortunately, this is a, a global attack that's coordinated. You know, it's it's interesting uh, listening to what you were saying there. I um, I think it is the, the 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 height of arrogance on the part of the Biden family that Hunter was involved with uh, with Ukraine and with Russia and with communist China and on and on and on, and money was flowing. How they the the head of the family Joe ever believed that what his son was doing was against the law and 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 supported him and encouraged him and took him on air force two to go to a lot of these places um is is it is it a diminished capacity or is it so self-centered uh that not only does he want to get as much money as he possibly can but he wants to change the country to what he believes the country should be I mean, that's a great question. I personally think the president, and I voted for him, I'm embarrassed to say, um, I, I think he's so cognitively impaired at this point, you know, poor man, my heart goes out to him in, in some ways, but he's he's a puppet, right? He, I think it's kind of fruitless to speculate about what he's thinking at this point because he has, he has dementia. Um, what is really important to ask is who's in charge of this administration and, I do think that there's a level of impunity that global elites, including the Biden family, feel now, um, and for good reason. There is impunity, right? I mean, uh, cr crimes are being committed at a massive scale, and no one's gone to prison yet. Uh, and I have a chapter in my book about the global elites who, you know, whom I used to, who used to be my friends, right? I used to be in in these cocktail parties and in these social circles and. Uh, you know, I know them firsthand, and there is a kind of um, lack of empathy and, and lack of a sense of any accountability that is pretty common in that kind of globalist social stratum, because there is no accountability, because these people will never face, you know, the or be answerable to the mom and pop shop that had to close, and they lost everything during lockdown. So they'll never be answerable to the parents of children with speech impediments who will never be able to communicate clearly because they've had two years of masking or the teenagers who are suicidal from two years of social isolation, um, you know, learning that they'll never catch up with. Uh, these people will never be answerable to their fellow men and women. So I do, I do address how that came to be but again, I, I, I think that we're looking at a bigger, broader problem than just one administration. Um, and so you asked what led me to write this book. Well, you know, in the end of America, the one I wrote years ago, I looked at how democracies were killed in different times and places in history. And tyrants can be either on the left or the right, but they always take the same 10 steps. They do the same things. So it became very easy for me to recognize when we were heading, you know, at full speed into a tyranny. So in about June of 2020, after the lockdown had dragged on for about three months, 
Um, and our governor here in New York State issued another emergency order, you know, saying we couldn't have people in our homes above a certain number and, you know, people couldn't join in worship, uh, people couldn't open their businesses. I, I know what emergency law means from my study of history. And emergency law means the suspension of legislative processes. It is the step 10 on the 10 steps to fascism. So I knew that as we were seeing emergency law in Britain, in Australia, in Canada, in the United States, that we would never be let out, basically. That by the time we realized what was going on and started to kind of try to claw our way out of it, uh, our rights would be lost. And that's exactly what happened. So looking at the controversial nature of your book, has there been any pushback? Well, it's, it's barely, I don't think it's even available yet. I think you can pre-order it, but uh, maybe it's available on Kindle, but I don't, I'm not aware that anyone has pushed back or been critical of it. Um, I don't think it's controversial. Uh, as always, you know, I'm just doing what I've been doing for 35 years. I've just been reporting, um, you know, with evidence on losses of liberty in this case, on the, you know, money flows of the millions of dollars to probably these news outlets will be critical, you know, because I name them as recipients of bribery, essentially to lie about the pandemic and to smear critics of lockdown policies and critics of, you know, vaccine harms, for instance. Um, the BBC, the New York Times, NPR, the Wall Street Journal, I beg your pardon, not the Wall Street Journal to my knowledge, um, The Guardian, uh, these news outlets received money from the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation or from the CARES Act, a billion dollars in the CARES Act went to influencers, um, social media influencers, TikTok influencers, community groups, uh, church and synagogue leaders to parrot one narrative. Um, and money flowed also to universities uh, and schools. One of my sources, uh, State Senator Heidi Sampson has confirmed this. You know, where, where do these policies come from that keep kids who are not at risk from COVID, you know, masked, distanced, um, forced to get vaccinated just to participate in after-school sports? Uh, money was flowing um, for COVID compliance that took that shape, millions of dollars. So there's been kind of a wholesale bribery of our civil society institutions um, by these bad actors and by pharma. And the outcome is that kind of this post-humane world, as I mentioned, in which you really need to, you know, human civilization is behind a paywall and you have to pay for it by using your body as your credit card, right? The vaccines, the boosters, the vaccines, the boosters, and then what is that for? It's not for public health. It's so you can get enlisted in a digital vaccine registry, which is one step away from a China style social credit system. So I track all of these um, entities ownership of the message and the bribery and the data that's harvested when they get people into this tracked, surveilled um, state that they want us to be in. I mean, the news just broke that the CDC was using cell phone data to track people, whether they were right. complying with, you know, distancing. Uh, that's completely unconstitutional. So I don't ex I don't see this book as controversial. I see it as just doing the kind of reporting that reporters should have been doing throughout this last two years. 
do you think, given the, the subject nature of your book, the new Biden truth squad is going to comment about your book? I mean, I don't know what to say to that. Like we're in such uncharted waters. Um, they might, which is very, very, very scary. But the reason I'm speaking up now is that, and I think it's very interesting by the way that the Biden truth squad was formed after the Pfizer documents were released. And I have 3000 doctors working and nurses and scientists working uh, with me to go through those Pfizer documents and report on what's in them. Um, it is super scary that such a thing was created in the United States and it's completely unconstitutional, but they're trying to intimidate people. And I guess the reason I'm talking to you about this instead of going quiet is that I know from history that if we don't speak up now, it's not gonna get safer. You know, it's just gonna get more dangerous talking with Naomi, the author of a fascinating book. And uh, we're gonna take a break and we'll be right back in just a few minutes. Before we go, can they pre-order your book? Yes, you by all means go to allseasonspress.com or dailyclout.io or if you like Amazon um, or go to your local bookstore because local bookstores are very important human spaces and you can pre-order it. Thank you. Absolutely, we'll be right back. The midterm elections are coming fast. The Biden administration has failed you, the American voter, in so many ways it's hard to keep track of all the things we need to be concerned about. I want to focus your attention on one issue that I believe affects hundreds of millions of Americans every day. It's an issue that you can follow every day without the government trying to spin the issue away. These two images will bring everything you should be concerned about into focus. The first image is a gallon of milk, and the second is a gallon of gas. You can ask any American how much did they spend to fill their tank full of gas. 50, 60, 70, $100 or more every time. Ask yourself, what were you spending before Biden became president? Half as much? Even less? Your family budget is being shrunk because of inflation, and you may find yourself having to make hard decisions about feeding your family or feeding your car to make money to pay for gas and try and feed your family. Every time you pull into a gas station between now and the midterms, watch the dial spin away your money. Ask yourself who is responsible to make it spin higher and higher. When you walk into the voting booth next November, before you pull the lever or mark the ballot, if you see somebody with a D after their name, think of the D uh, standing for people responsible for taking your dollars. It's time to vote. It's time to vote Republican. It's time to vote for Heath Loftus for Senator from the state of Arkansas. And we're speaking with Naomi about her, her book and her, her life's work. Uh, I wanted to. Um, we mentioned briefly in the first segment a little bit about children. I, I, I would say probably I, I write commentary for a, a, on a rotating basis for about 35 blogs across the country. And um, I think probably within the first month of the outbreak, um, I started to look at numbers uh, by profession. I'm a registered investment advisor, been managing money for 50 years. So numbers is my game. And I began to look at mortality and by, by age. And it was very clear, very quick, 
that children under the age of 15 had a fraction of 1% mortality. And most of those, at that time, probably the last time I looked, now I could have been, it could be more, but I think around the first of this year, there were a total of about 750 children, 750 children in total who were diagnosed who have died from COVID. However, when you take out the extraordinary medical issues that a, that child may have had, the number of children who died solely from the effects of COVID is practically zero. Yeah. And we're, we're I said, it, it's crazy that we're, we're separating children from their grandparents. I, th I think one of the, the, this for me, the greatest moral outrage of the pandemic was the health decision, the health policymakers decision that we couldn't go to funerals and we right. couldn't go into the hospitals when our parents or grandparents were dying and we had to let them die alone. And there was no rationale, no reason to do that. And to, to separate the children because quote, the children are a threat to the grandparents. And that was never true. Fear, never. fear was a huge tool on the part of the, the Democratic Party and the left during this. But I, I wrote, one of the first things that I wrote was when they started talking about creating a vaccine for children. And I had the, I had the fortunate opportunity in early on in this program, about a year and a half ago, to, to uh, interview the scientists who developed the mRNA proceed protocol. And he was very, very concerned about how it had been misused and the, and the vaccine that had been created. And I, I, I believe that we have taken an experimental drug vaccine, which is not really a vaccine if you're getting it every year or getting it multiple times a year, to inject it in children and even down to infants, not knowing not knowing what the long-term effect is going to be on that generation. We know already what the impact of being sequestered and isolated right. has done to the language skills and the math skills of children in the, in the public school system for two years. Yeah. And you can't make it up by going to summer school. It's, it's, the time has gone by. Right. So I think the children, our children, my grandchildren, are the most endangered part of our entire population. And, uh, but we, they continue to press New York City, they want masks on school children. Everybody else doesn't have to wear a mask. There's no logic. And that's the thing that, that really has made me very angry is that there's no logic to much of this protocol established by the quote, scientific community. And we're, we don't even begin to know the price we're going to pay, especially with our children and grandchildren, 10, 15, 20 years down the road. I, I read, when I was reading your article, I was also reading a, a, another one where the, the data that's coming out on the, on the number of children who have developed heart problems 
is over a thousand that have died. And I was speaking to a virologist who said, when, when, when we crossed 50 children that died from this vaccine, we should have taken it off the market. That is the protocol of the FDA. Yeah. If you get 50 serious adverse consequences, you take it off the market. They didn't take it off the market. Look at what they did last week to the Johnson & Johnson vaccine, cautioning people about the, the heart issues. I have to say to you that I'm 76. I had two Moderna shots, a, a, a Pfizer booster, and I wound up getting COVID-19 and I had a heart attack. I'm so sorry. So uh, it, it, I just... I just look at how people have been lied to and um, and put in compromising situations um, where there are in a household, you may have one of the one of the spouses who was against getting the shots and using the mask and another one uh, absolutely wants to use it. And and um, and that's a real problem for a lot of people in this country. But. But we're seeing not only with the vaccine, but we're seeing in the education system um, how how much the 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 left has created a structure to indoctrinate, and, and that's the word indoctrinate children into things that we shouldn't be spending the time, money, and resources trying to teach them when it's inappropriate for their age group. But they don't care. That's really the operative word. I don't think the left really cares about the children. I think they care more about their social agenda than they do about the children of our country. Uh, I mean, you've said a lot. Um, first of all, I'm really sorry that you had those uh, outcomes after having been vaccinated. You were lied to. I don't know if you want to know this, but um, don't get any more boosters. I'm not a medical doctor, but uh, what what's been shot, many things are shocking in the Pfizer documents. And one of them is that um, the first Moderna dose was 100 micrograms of active ingredients, spike protein, mRNA, uh, and lipid nanoparticles. But the Pfizer first dose was only 30 micrograms. So the internal documents show that 100 micrograms were dropped due to the reactogenicity, the high adverse events that were associated with that level. So you had two Moderna doses and a booster. What you should have, right, what you should have been told right away is that um, the dose of the first Moderna shot was concluded to be too high in their internal studies. Um, and the other thing I would say is, <laughs> you know, now people who are vaccinated and boosted are getting COVID my mom has heart damage after getting a booster. Um, one of the biggest categories of internal rec recorded side effects in the Pfizer documents is heart damage, unfortunately, heart attacks and strokes. And um, I guess the other thing I would tell people is that the Pfizer documents show that the injections damage leu leukocytes, which are your immune responses. So that explains the mechanism whereby people who are vaccinated are getting COVID more often than people who are not vaccinated yes. at this point. That's a great point. I, I read that. That's a, that's, that's a very important point. Uh, just another little factoid about my own particular case. Um, 
I had in January and February the Moderna shots along with my wife in uh, in 20, 2021. And so uh, we did not go up to New Jersey and New York for Christmas in uh, in 2020 because of the outbreak. And after we got the shots in, in August, my uh, children were saying, are you coming up for Christmas? And we, I said, we think so. Well, I've been doing interviews with some doctors and I met this biologist from the University of Pennsylvania School of Medicine. And he, I told him about the, that we were thinking about going. He says, you had your antibody level tested. I said, I never didn't know there was such a test. He said, yes, and, and the government will pay for it. Oh, wow. So I, I went to my two doctors on island. I live on an island out in the Gulf of Mexico. Neither one of them have ever heard of the test. Hmm. So I got them the information. They wrote me a prescription. I had the test. And my doctor said, you need at least a thousand units of antibodies to have any kind of protection whatsoever. Hmm. And I'd really like to see 2000. My test results came back and I had 41. 41, so you, 41 units after two shots. So you have no protection against? I, I, I didn't create any immunities because of the two shots. Right. I, I'm really sorry to hear that, but I'm not surprised. Another headline, you won't believe this, of the Pfizer documents is that they knew in December of 2020 that the vaccines had no waning efficacy or vaccine failure, and that one of the uh, side effects of getting vaccinated was COVID. So they knew they didn't work or that they didn't work for long a month after they were rolled out, that people were not told that. Um, I'm sure when you got your Moderna shots, you thought, okay, that's it. I'm mm -hmm. vaccinated and you weren't right. told that, you know, you'll get immunity for, you know, 60 days. Um, but that's, but Pfizer knew. So it's, it's absolutely criminal. And, you know, the heartbreaking thing for me, and the re one reason I wrote this book, you asked me why I did, I have loved ones who are being so propagandized, you know, if they watch NPR and read the New York Times, watch CNN, they're getting a stream of pro-pharma lies. And this news is not being reported. It's barely being reported in the alternative media. Thank God for Steve Bannon, who covers this on his platform, you know, whenever we have new, new reports. But people don't know. And it's, it's, a, it's a massive crime. I mean, it's a crime of, it's a war against, it's a, a crime against humanity, the, the scale of the harms. Um, that the Pfizer documents reveal. I mean, just talking about kids, uh, the Pfizer documents reveal that Pfizer knew in May of 2021 that 35 minors had heart damage a week after getting injected with the mRNA vaccines. And they didn't tell the public. And the FDA knew, and the FDA gave Pfizer an emergency use authorization for teenagers in June of 2021. It wasn't until August of 2021 that there was a press release from the government saying, oh yeah, there's heart damage that's a risk. So this is, it's just criminal. And, and you know, teenagers are dying. Young adults are dying. You know, healthy young people who you know had no risk of serious harms from COVID are, are dying and having heart disease and fertility issues and things we, we, as you say, we can't even know now, but the harms are abundantly clear in the Pfizer documents. There was a 3.7% death rate uh, in the adverse events in the Pfizer documents. 1,200 people died in their trials and, and the FTA just kept going. And that's why I say, and it fits in with my book, I 
you know, the level of harm that you see and the fact that the FDA had all these documents and didn't put a stop to it and still hasn't put a stop to it. It suggests to me that we are under attack, you know, and, and there are, I mean, if you really want to have your mind blown, since I finished the book, I've done other reporting showing that there's tremendous Chinese Communist Party influence in the development of the vaccines. And, you know, that the, uh, the scientist who discovered the spike protein is a Chinese scientist, same spike protein or related in the virus and in the vaccine. And that BioNTech, which makes the Pfizer vaccines, isn't a German company. It's a German Chinese company um, with a, an MOU with Fosun Pharmaceuticals in Shanghai. And the chairman and CEO of that is a very senior Chinese Communist Party member. And if you'll understand this as an investment advisor, if you look at the SEC filings of BioNTech, two super weird things. One is that in 2021, 5 million shares went back from an unnamed investor in Hong Kong to the company for $0, for zero money. The other is that they, they report to the SEC their benchmarks at the end of 2021, and BioNTech reports as 100% complete, a tech transfer, 100% complete transfer of technology from BioNTech, not to Fosun Pharmaceuticals, but to China, to the country of China. Mm. So I don't know what that means. As you know, you know, in this context, tech could mean DNA, it could mean intellectual property, it could mean the formula of the vaccine, it could be any number of things. But there's such integral Chinese ownership, essentially, and partnering um, in the making of a billion doses of this vaccine. Um, and we don't know where the vaccine material that's packaged in the US, it's not generated in labs in the US, we don't know where, where that material has come from. The FDA hasn't tracked it back, right? And a billion doses were, were created by Fosun Pharmaceuticals. I'm not saying I have a smoking gun, but I'm saying there are so many red flag anomalies in the production of these vaccines and the enmeshment with China, our adversary, um, that to me, the, the harms we're seeing in the Pfizer documents, it, it looks like a, a bioweapon to me. It looks like we're under attack. Unfortunately, we're out of time. Um, I want to uh, extend to you uh, an immediate invitation to another show uh, that we can, I can bring in my partner, Daryl Neely, and we would like to probably do an hour with you. And so I will contact your publicist. But tell us about where people can follow you and what you're saying and a status report on the book. Thank you. So. Uh, please come to dailyclout.io and you can see all the reports from the volunteers going over the Pfizer documents there. You can also pre-order the bodies of others on dailyclout.io and I will sign it for you. Uh, or you can find me on Dr. Naomi R. Wolf on Getter. Um, and again, you can order the book on Amazon or IndieBound or All Seasons Press um, or go to a bookstore. And I, I appreciate your support because I've been canceled five times each time for telling the truth. So I hope to get this book into the hands of many people before the, the big guns come out. Thank you so much, doctor, for joining Thank us. Thank you. Thank you so much. Take care. We'll be right back.